I think we spent some time in segment one talking about how we're reaching this point of uh, it, what in the world is going on? You know, where are we in this Caleb Williams saga? But thankfully, hit the Cool and Gang celebration. It's over. Hit the Tchaikovsky celebration. Game over, man. Game over. Caleb Williams has officially announced that he is on his way to USC. You surprised at all, Josh? (laughs) A little bit, yeah, maybe. A little bit, yeah. The fact that it took until February 1st for – this finally to happen with Caleb Williams. I mean, the longer this thing went on, the more it felt like, okay, well, maybe there really is some hesitation here away from USC. So, n- no, but yeah, a little bit. I was uh, I was laughing because my man at Sooner Magic 420, oh, dude, you must have a birthday on April 20th too. How cool. Right, which program would best put two million in his pockets? Plank, I think we both need to check our reading glasses. <laughs> so if you're just if you're just tuning in, Caleb Williams has made it official in what I guess you would say is one of the first big scoops for our man Pete Thamel over at ESPN. Caleb Williams is transferring to USC. Um they stayed with the whole development thing. And I don't really – I don't see anything here that kind of surprised me. Williams said he grew up taking visits to California with his family, calling it, quote, always a dream to come and play for one of the California schools. Dude, this guy has a lot of dreams. I appreciate – I do not hate. Remember, there was always that joke to you fans where Todd Graham – would talk about a job that he took, and it was near to his family, and we're like, dude, this guy has family everywhere, and every job was a dream job. Um, Here's the quotes. USC obviously has a great football history when it comes to uh, to national championships and Heisman winners, but aside from football, the school itself and the city gives me a chance to really seek out and explore other interests I have off the field. That seems to be kind of clouded in some NIL talk, right? Yeah, but I'll say this. Caleb Williams, the the young man that paints his fingernails, a little eccentric, you know, seems to have an eye for fashion. And Los Angeles, Hollywood, all of that, I could see where that would be attractive to Caleb Williams, not just the football player, but Caleb Williams – the person outside of football, Caleb Williams, the brand, uh, both with football and outside of football. So when I see him say that quote, aside from football, the school itself and the city gives me a chance to really seek out and explore other interests I have off the field, end quote. That, that's kind of that, – that's, that's where that takes me. The, his little hype video has Dr. Dre in it and Snoop Dogg. Um, and Mario Williams. So, yeah, get on him. Good luck. I, 
I've said this a thousand times. Oklahoma's going to be fine. And for me, I've kind of subscribed to I Believe Crimson's theory on this for quite a while. Moving on. Moving on. We're off to, and it's been that way for me for a while. I guess finally to have this moment over is nice, right, to where you can move on from, from this. But it's going to spark something in in Oklahoma fans today. So I, I, we're going to hit the Firehouse Subs top five stories of the day coming up in our next segment. But I, I get the sense, just quickly kind of going through my mentions and, and refreshing on Twitter, that most people have kind of moved on, right? Most people have kind of looked at this as, hey, he's not coming here. He's not going to end up at Oklahoma. I mean, listen, we're not going to be happy if he goes to USC, but we got Brent Venables. We were just talking last hour about the fact that they kept this recruiting class together, and Teddy's talked about it a lot. But, again, I good luck. I'm ready to move on. I'm glad that this chapter is finally over. You don't need to sit there and hate too terribly much on Twitter.com. Just enjoy what's going on right here on the corner of Aspen Lindsay or Jenkins and Lindsay, whichever way you want to describe it, and get pumped about what Brent Venables is doing. I think there's also some uh, – it's nice to have the finality to this chapter, right? We've been waiting on this for quite some time. And really, we had the finality once Dylan Gabriel committed to Oklahoma and once Oklahoma, beyond that Dylan Gabriel commitment, was going after Jackson Dart, who made the decision to leave USC. You had your closure. You you knew that this chapter with Caleb Williams, it was done. He was not coming back. (laughs) Then you've got a picture surfacing where they're grabbing his belongings and leaving Norman. This, This has been done. This been done for a minute with Caleb Williams, but certainly now this morning we've got the officially official declaration from Caleb Williams, an announcement. He's, he's going to be in classes today at USC. It's big news, obviously, for Lincoln Riley. There was a blip on the radar where you started to wonder, okay, well, should there be some trepidation that Caleb Williams is, Caleb Williams is not going to wind up at USC? And what does that mean? to Lincoln Riley at USC if they don't land Caleb Williams, well, probably meant you're looking at something similar to 4-8 and eight that you had uh, in 2021. Now with Caleb Williams, obviously uh, their success timeline is expedited here. Two things, um, and then we'll grab a break and we'll cleanse the palate and we'll get the top five stories of the day. I'm always going to be intrigued by the delay in this. Right? I mean, there's some – I can remember when – I can remember. Last month, or maybe now two months ago, when Coach Venables was hired. Right? Everyone was a little bit frustrated that a move wasn't made early. And I maybe I'm part of the problem because I kept having people tell me that this is going to happen quick. This is going to be something that's going to happen quick. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And I just passed along what I knew. Um. 
And then when it didn't happen with Brent Venables getting hired right away, and you're kind of riding the roller coaster, you know, Adam Schefter had the tweet about Cliff Kingsbury. You had the Matt Rule rumors. You know, was, I guess and when a, somebody obviously in uh, in the OU media, an agent got a hold of because you started hearing names like Sam Pittman and Matt Rule being brought up. So I. I'd always thought it was going to be BV. I remember Mur- I, and Murdoch on this. It's not dogging on my guy, but he tweeted, I think, on Thursday of the week of the Brent Venables hiring that I just don't see how there's any way that it can be Brent Venables. And then sure enough, by Monday, it was Brent Venables. By actually Sunday afternoon. Yep. So that delay made sense to me because it was essentially seven days, right, if, if you really look at the core of it, the recovery from Lincoln Riley telling you on that Sunday morning, and by the next Sunday you had a new head coach in place. So it was seven days to get a coach. In fact, that's incredibly quick in my mind. So that made that 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 was not really really much of a delay. This thing took what a month almost to make a decision when it appears as if your decision was made. What Josh from like day one. So. I'm always going to be fascinated in the why behind the process of deciding to enter the transfer portal, keeping Oklahoma as an option, being very involved, right? Even right up to the transfer portal interest and playing in Oregon, but leaving all your quote-unquote options open and then waiting for – was it January 3rd when he went in the portal? Waiting for, yeah, just about a month before you finally make that decision that everyone kind of expected you to make. So, I, I, and I lay at the Brent Venables thing just to say, listen, some people think that that took too long. That was seven days. This is 30 days to make up your decision. And classes started at USC on Friday, so you're getting a little bit of a late start, though. First day is always kind of what? Syllabus day, so you're good to go. But... That's number one, Josh. It's always going to fascinate me, the why behind the delay, right? Yeah, I mean, tough to have a good answer to that. And all the different reported flirtations at a number of different schools, UCLA thought they were heavily involved. Who who was it? One of – I mean, you don't have to say the name, but one of your – A couple of them. A couple of folks that you trust at UCLA or that are – cover UCLA, they felt pretty confident. Well, in fact, it was funny because I have a friend of mine that works, well, I say a friend, an acquaintance of mine that works kind of around the broadcast team, and I have an acquaintance of mine that works within football over at UCLA, and they were adamant. And then I had a friend of mine that I kind of work with around this area that said, yeah, he's they, they, they're playing. I had three or four people that were telling me UCLA firmly believed. They'd gone as far as creating graphics. They thought Caleb Williams was coming there. They firmly believed it in their heart of hearts. So he had sold a lot of people. So I guess my point was this just 30 days that were kind of a ruse, right, just to travel places and be wanted. And then, you know, it, it kind of dovetail, dovetails off number one. Number two is, I mean, did, did you know all along from the moment that Lincoln Riley left, and people started wondering what you're going to do. I mean, you let guys go out and say, hey, we look forward to moving forward as a program. Caleb Williams is the face of our of our team, of our program. 
Did you know from like that moment, had you been blowing smoke up their, their, their backside? Had you been basically not up front? Was there something that was a disconnect somewhere? Like that's a curiosity to me too. And at all, it's going to make it clear. Go where you want to go. Good. I mean, it's, it sucks because he had really developed such a strong following in a short amount of time and gave us some moments that we'll never forget in 2021, specifically the OU Texas game. But, you know, Teddy's told that story where after the uh, Bedlam game, he had a friend of his that swears that they saw Lincoln Riley get into like a black uh, SUV and the only other person that got into it with him was Caleb Williams. So, and there was a buddy that was shared a story with him. So I guess for me, Josh, is it something, why so long? And was this the plan from day one? And if it was, why did it drag out so long? Those are the, and other than that, go do what you want to do. I'll watch USC games. I don't care. But I've always watched USC games. I'll watch them with a little bit different intent now. And I'm happy for Oklahoma in being clear of this. They've been clear of it. They're focused on 2022, and they couldn't care less what happens with Caleb Williams. I do think this was the plan all along. Though, I I think also the decision-making process was thorough here, and I, I don't doubt that there was serious interest in both UCLA and Wisconsin and maybe somebody else that we didn't hear a bunch of reports about. I, I, I don't know, but uh, I think that – more than likely, Caleb Williams, his family, had a very good idea. They were following Lincoln Riley. I think uh, as soon as Lincoln Riley left, I I think that this is a great case study for for you, for me, for everybody. In be careful where you get your information from at times. Be careful the source of the information. Carl Williams, I think, was incredibly, incredibly calculated. And I'm not using a pet name for Caleb here. I'm talking about Carl Williams. His dad. I think he was very calculated in talking to some folks that I respect and trust their information a ton. And I don't think they did anything wrong in the way they reported it. But he wanted it out there. He wanted it known hey, Lincoln Riley, we think he did Oklahoma dirty. We don't like the way he left. I don't think that was true for a second. I don't think Carl Williams felt that way for a second, but he wanted that message out there to the Oklahoma fan base to cool the backlash off. And I think that's part of the reason this thing took so long. Wow. Just, um, it's wild. It's wild to think about that this went from, this went from what I thought was one of the coolest, coolest moments that I've seen in a long time. The Alamo Bowl, right? How awesome was that, dude? To just craziness. But listen, I I subscribe. I've said this a lot. And you know what I'm going to do today, Josh, when I'm done with this show? Um, I'm going to take a day off Twitter. I'm just, I'm not, and and I might suggest that you all do the same thing. Listen to us. Get your frustrations out here at 405-329-9000. Just get off Twitter because two things are going to happen that are going to frustrate you and make you mad. Number one, uh, you're going to have experts all over the place telling you how USC is a top 10 team. It's probably already started. Um, Oh, gosh, this now at USC makes all the difference in the world, and maybe it does. I'm not going to pretend 
to know USC's depth chart. All right, I know that Mario Williams is there. And now, Bruce Feldman, let's wait to see the Pied Piper, the influx of players that are going to end up at USC. I can't wait. Um, so, number one. I, number two, unless you're building up OU, nothing good's going to happen. So, it's frustrations out here. Don't do it on Twitter. Don't make yourself look like a jackass. Just accept that the dude moved on. And I've, like I said, I've subscribed to the Vince McMahon theory. You want to be here? Great. Love you. Do everything I can to support you. You don't want to be here? Well, I'd love to keep you. But if you don't want to be here, go. We're fine. The next guy up is going to make plays. I'm excited about Dylan Gabriel. I'm excited about Nick Evers. Who's the, the kid that they just got the commitment from for 2023, Josh? I'm excited about him and his future. You have brought in the top offensive coordinator in college football, in Jeff Levy, and the dude is a stud. So, with that in mind, it might be a good day to tap out because it's going to become enraging. Pac-12 people are doing victory laps right now. Let them have it. I sent one mean tweet to Clark, Tra- Clark Strad. That's all I'll do. Clark tweeted again? Oh, yeah, he's back, baby. <laughs> he's back. I thought he quit Twitter. I thought he was done. He's. Hey, I would tell you something, just because we're an open book. He's the only guy that I sent a, hey, I'm going to miss you tweet to that didn't reply to me. But that. Huh. A little hurt by that. I just asked him, when does the next crappy lip sync video drop? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Caleb Williams is off to USC. And now – our 30 days of speculation and rumors have come to an end, and Lincoln got his guy. So let's go. Let's see what's next for Oklahoma. And that dude wears number eight, and his name is Dylan Gabriel, and I think he's going to be a stud. All right, when we come back, time for the top five stories of the day to lead you right into some news as we head down the home stretch right here on The Ref. What a day, man. Right? What a day. Tom Brady... Tom Brady retires officially this morning after legitimately fighting against the reports yesterday, right? And we got this in the top five stories of the day. And I just I, – I, I guess I'm perplexed by it. We'll get to it in big story number three. And then Caleb Williams makes it official. He's going to USC. Now, I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear. Number one, um, when I said stay off social media, I mean, you guys are actually kind of crushing it right now, so I don't know if I want to walk that back or not, Josh. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if one segment in, I want to say, eh, well, you know, actually, you guys are actually kind of cracking me up right now. But in all seriousness, keep it lighthearted. Number two, I'm going to continue to say it until the season kicks off. I am so excited about where this program is headed. So excited where OU is headed. So get mad for a day. Be salty. That's fine. You should be. And let's celebrate Let's celebrate what my man BV is doing because he's a rock star. And I think Oklahoma's. I think Oklahoma's going to be a better place in two or three years than USC is going to be. And I say that as, as someone who doesn't like have this deep-rooted disdain and hate for these people that left. They're – they were part of our our families for five, seven years. I don't like the way it ended. I'm not happy about it. But, I mean, 
we're better. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. No, you're right, Josh. There's some good stuff on social media right now. So do you think I should walk back my, hey, guys, let's maybe sit the day out? Yo! No, have at it, people. <laughs> and keep sharing. I'm enjoying it. Joel Klatt has already, he has already planted the flag. USC with Caleb Williams, with Lincoln Riley, Pac-12 relevance. It's back, baby. That is a top-10 football team out in uh, Hollywood now. Yeah. They got it. Hey, man, they're going to they're gonna be – the toast of the town. They are. I'm just if, – if you don't want to see it, if you don't want to hear it, you're going to have to avoid a lot of college football talk. They are going to be the toast of the town. So with that in mind, let's see the top five stories of the day. With big story number five. Number five. Let's hit it here, Josh, since it's breaking and fresh. Caleb Williams makes it official. He's on his way to USC. Now, there was one quote that I missed, and I don't know how I missed it. Um, well, I guess how I missed it is it wasn't in this original story that I saw. Um, but it was about NIL. Now, here's a couple of things as far as the process is concerned real quick. Williams signed all his paperwork to attend USC late last week. He registered for classes with his academic advisor late Friday ahead of the school's final deadline to do so. So, I mean, which is funny that he was able to do that and nobody nobody saw him, right? Or nobody would have – I mean, come on. Everyone has a phone, so you, you would have thought someone got a picture of him getting ready to, to jump into class. Here's the second thing. Williams tra- This was the one that I missed. Williams' transfer comes at a time in the sport where both the NCAA's new one-time transfer rule and the ability for players to make money off their name, image, and likeness have intersected for the first time. But Williams said NIL, quote-unquote, didn't have any impact on my decision. Do do you buy that? Uh, no impact. No, I don't buy that at all. But I, I can. He could entertain me with the idea that it wasn't the biggest factor in his decision. But trying to say that it was no factor, absolutely not. I don't buy that for a second. Yeah. So there you. It's so I, I, I'm with you at Nanny TT. I say that very slowly, right? When is the spring game? Boomer sooner. Hashtag there's only one. I'm with you, Nanny. Um, there's going to be a lot of frustration. I'm just sitting here. This is fresh for us. We're off the air in 30 minutes. So it's kind of like this is y'all's problem for the rest of the day. But I would imagine at 3299000 405 329 Josh, there'll be a handful of people today that want to vent some frustration. I just hope, knowing that I can never change your mind on anything, you might pause and say, you know, Plank's right. Yes, I refer to myself in third person. Oklahoma's pretty damn good. I'm excited about Brent Venables. Jeff Levy is a stud. This offensive staff is great. Joe John Finley is the future. Let's go. I, I hope, I hope that's the mindset that you take. But prepare yourself because Josh Helmer, the love for 
USC is going to be over the top. Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to be they're going to be somebody that a lot of people expect. I mean, the other part of this is for Lincoln Riley. Okay, no off year now, no uh, easing into this thing. You're the Pac-12 favorite now. Yep, absolutely. All right, um, big story number four. Number four. We okay to move on to four? Is there anything you want to add? I mean, we got the news coming up here in just a bit, too, so you can pick away at it if you want. But officially yesterday, Josh McDaniels named as the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. David Ziegler is going to be their GM, and he'll have final say on everything. Uh, Daniels has a – McDaniels has a clear vision for the Raiders. Maybe. In the vision that I have uh, for this role, for this job, for this team – um, and I'm going to be myself. There you go. Good. Meanwhile, um, are you buying? Well, I'm all on buying and selling today. Are you all in at all on the potential of Jim Harbaugh in Minnesota, or do you think it's a bit of a smoke screen to get him to Miami? I think he's taken an NFL job somewhere at this point. I'm going to be surprised if he doesn't end up as an NFL head coach. So I, I, I'm leaning Miami. So, but I, you, you listen to all the offers, right? If you're Jim Harbaugh and you, you kind of, you've gotten, gotten the stock back up, baby, won the Big Ten Conference, went to a college football playoff, finally beat Ohio State, but maybe you realize, okay, this is, this is going to be really hard to recruit the way that we need to recruit to overcome this mountain that is Ohio State. And, oh, by the way, I got to the college football playoff and got smacked right. by Georgia. So maybe that has factored into the decision-making process for Harbaugh a little bit too is, okay, wow, I didn't realize just how far away we really were from the top in college football. I think he wants back in the NFL, but you listen to multiple offers. Why not listen to Minnesota in addition to uh, Miami? Mm. All right, big story number three. Number three. So this was so weird. Tom Brady last night on his show, Let's Go. This was last night. This was at 6 o'clock Central Time. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. 5 o'clock Central Time. There's always a good line that, you know, I'm responsible for what I say and do and, um, and not responsible for what others say or do, so. Again, I think one thing I've learned about sports is, you, you know, you control what you can control. And, you know, what you can't, you leave to others. So, you know, everyone I know is we're in such an era of, you know, information and, and you know, people want to be, um, you know, in front of the news often. And I totally understand that. I understand that's the environment we're in. Um, but I think for me, I'm just literally it's day to day with me. I'm just trying to do the best I can every day and, you know, make uh, evaluate things as they come. And, you know, trying to make a great decision for me and my family. There you go. And then, lo and behold, Josh, this morning he officially announces his retirement, which, by by the way, by the way, uh, did not include the New England Patriots. So now Patriot fans are all mad. That you know what? Them. I think Patriots fans have a reasonable beef here. Ooh. I think. I'm intrigued. I think that makes sense. I mean, come on. We're not going to remember Tom Brady because of Tampa Bay. Right, I mean, right. I get it. It was great. He went and beat Kansas City, won a Super Bowl, and he did it away from Bill Belichick, so that was meaningful for his legacy. I understand. Got it. Mm. He's remembered for his time with the New England Patriots, the six championships he won there, the 
greatness over two decades with the Patriots. He should have acknowledged the Patriots in his retirement. He, he should have mentioned them. He should have mentioned Bill Belichick. It, it's disappointing that he didn't. It's right. like I, I think, you know, you, you will relate a lot of your experiences as a fan to your experiences as a Raiders fan. Sure. For me, Absolutely. I'll relate a lot of my perspective as to my, you know, experiences as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Right. Tony Gonzalez fractured his relationship with Kansas City the way that he left KC, went to Atlanta, and some of the comments that he made and decisions he made regarding the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, comments that he made, oh, my time in Atlanta. Okay, well, you were greatest in Kansas City. That that hasn't been repaired with Kansas City Chiefs fans with Tony Gonzalez, and that stinks because Tony Gonzo, if it's not Travis Kelsey – it's Tony Gonzo, who's the best tight end in Kansas City history and one of the best in NFL history. So I I, I do think Brady did Patriots fans a little bit dirty okay. here. All right. All right. Uh, big story number two. Number two. Porter oh. Moser, after last night's tough loss for Oklahoma to TCU. Uh, and, and by the way, I am going to get to Ryan Chapman's question about the locker room, but still. Definitely disappointed, Bob, in trying to find a consistent effort. Uh, we took care of the ball better, but um, we didn't. I mean, they overwhelmed us. Their athleticism, their length, their size, their physicality, um, like five check marks overwhelmed us on the glass. You, you, you can't win, you know, just 42 to 20. You can't win with that kind of disparage on the glass. There was one particular one. It was like four offensive rebounds that ended up in a three, that possession. And it just, uh, just um, you know, very, very tough um, to, to, to get pounded on the glass that hard. There you go. And then the question was asked after the Sooners fell at home in what I, I think it's, it's fair to say, Josh, maybe one of the more frustrating losses of the season for this 13-9 and basketball team, which uh, falls to TCU 72-63 to last night. So they currently are in the midst of losing six of their last seven with a trip to Stillwater coming up uh, this weekend. Here is, here is what Coach had to say about the potential of losing the locker room. Absolutely, we're not going to lose this locker room. That's not a concern at all. Um, we, we've, that was our message. There's a lot of opportunities for great games coming here, and we've got to we've got to play better. You know, we you know, you look, it was great to see Elijah get back and have a, have a a solid game. Um, but these teams we're playing are too good. We can't have like two guys play well. You know, we need a, We need a we need a consistent group effort of playing well to win. And uh, and but there's not a concern in the we're, we're not going to lose this locker room. There's, there's no way. Um, it's, it's uh, frustrating to lose. It's frustrating, but um, we got, a, we got a chance to. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of opportunities for great games coming up, and we've got to, we got to play better. I agree, Porter Moser. I agree. Anything that really caught your eye, Josh, that stood out? Oh, I just think big picture. This is a super disappointing loss for Oklahoma. I mean, we can break down all sorts of different things about who played well, who played poorly, why they can't beat this TCU team. 
bottom line is there's not a lot of opportunities left to start picking up wins to to keep this resume intact. Now they've lost what six of seven games, and it doesn't get easier. You, you know that's a a good Oklahoma State team that you're going to Stillwater to play in Bedlam this weekend, and then Texas Tech, Kansas. I mean, on and on and on. So, big picture, this was uh, a missed opportunity, and Oklahoma's trending out of the big dance. All right, uh, and big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. When we come back, let's go through that list of seven one more time, Josh, of potential signees for the Sooners tomorrow. There's seven guys. I guess when you add Gavin Freeman, you know he's he's in um, – why did I just spa- – Gentry Williams. So you got two more, but you got seven maybe in flux that we're keeping an eye on. So we'll get to that next. Uh, Caleb Williams has made his announcement. He's transferring to USC to join Lincoln Riley. We'll have a reaction to it all day right here on The Ref. Two things that we haven't – well, number one, we haven't had a chance to talk about Texas, Texas Tech tonight, which is going to be awesome. Um, I, I don't know if my phone has ever blown up more during the show. I'm just, I'm just going to make that very clear. Never in the history of this show. It's wild. I'm putting it away. Uh, secondly, Josh, you said – could you imagine if USC was slated to play a game in Norman this year? Oh, dude, it would be it would be so venomous. It you know, the Kevin Durant return game, I was there. I was at that That's game. That's right. It was a and I may or may not have been guilty, but it was a venomous. It was a nasty crowd to Kevin so, Durant. Because, see, see, I was thinking in terms of what Texas Tech and Texas appears to be tonight, Mm -hmm. I think that an OU-USC game in Norman would probably take that Lincoln Hawk it and slam it through a table. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, Lincoln Hawk over the top, just FYI. But I even brought this up. Could you imagine if Oklahoma just happened to play a game in L.A. at USC this year? Sooner fans would take the damn thing over. It would be like a home game. I'm not even kidding. I, I appreciate the excitement that Lincoln is building, and and, and I think that they're going to be okay in the long run, but that's a bad football team. This isn't college basketball. You don't turn it around in one year with a couple of recruits. They can't block anyone. They can't tackle anyone. Josh, they got to be by 30 against a bad UCLA team this year. But could you imagine, just for a moment, when you're watching Texas, Texas Tech tonight, it would be – Absolute insanity, wouldn't it? It would be fun. It would be fun to cover, be fun to watch. At any point, if Oklahoma and USC see one another in a college football playoff environment, which, look, that's how that thing's going to get set up. If there's an opportunity to set it up, they're playing a game between Oklahoma and Southern Cal. It's simple as that. If if that happens at any point, point over the next two three years and especially if it happens in the next two years with Caleb Williams involved oh my goodness it is uh it's gonna be must watch television it's going to be it's it's gonna be an incredible build-up and a lot of venom a lot of venom all right um let's break uh breaking news beyond the Caleb Williams saga we have reports out of Lawrence that Ochai Obaji will not be going with the Jayhawks tonight due to COVID-19 health and safety protocols. So no Obaji for Kansas tonight against Iowa State. 
Josh will have all that and more coming up in the news. Hour three, Josh Roof. We haven't mentioned our great partners over at Roof Tech in hour three, have we? We have not, and we absolutely should. Why don't I tell you that this hour it's brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Give Josh Tucker at Roof Tech. We love Josh. Give him a call for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. Quick break. We'll come back with some news to take us home right here on the Ref. Plank Show never stops. Oh, we don't. At Josh on Ref, at Plank Show, at Sports Talk 1400. This is the home of Sooner fans. It's time to go hard heading down the home stretch. With a little bit of the news, according to Josh. Take it away, Josh. Yeah, buy me like 10 more seconds here. Oh, uh, I will add this as well. I appreciate all the love that we're on to softball tweet has gotten. I hope you all get the analogy. Get it? We're on to Cincinnati. I said we're on to El Paso. Which hurt my soul a little bit because I started thinking, we're on to Cincinnati. Well, not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. um, Oh. But it's a Bill Belichick quote, and I started to say we're on to UTEP, but that didn't make a lot of sense because that's a really long way away. So right. I just went with softball. So with that in mind, where do you want to start, Josh? We're on to UTEP. Uh, Tom Brady can focus on UTEP if he wants. He has officially announced via Instagram, and I think he's tossed it out on Twitter now too, but he has announced his retirement. A thrilling ride, he says, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New England Patriots. Quote, I have always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I've tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field in life. And uh, anyways, he says... It's best I leave the field of play to the next generation of dedicated and committed athletes. You know what? I just want to say this. I think one of the best things I ever did was start following Tattoo Baker. Uh, because you had, you had told me about the one that he had, that the Photoshop they had with Lincoln. Yeah. I just saw it. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, where are we going next, Josh? The, uh, the something. Out There's west. something out west, yeah. Ugh. Well, I, I guess from that piece of the big breaking news to what we've been talking in this final hour about, officially official Caleb Williams transferring to USC. Yeah, and I'm sure – like I said, for everyone, there's going to be a different kind of way that you're going to feel, and I'm not here to tell you who's right and who's wrong, but I am here to tell you that it's going to be fine, man. It's going to be fine. And that's not guaranteeing you a national championship next year. But I think Oklahoma's going to be okay. I think, Josh, that we all felt like this was inevitable, right? This was the eventual end. It just – Things started to flow like, what about USC or Wisconsin or maybe if he ends up at LSU? All of those were like interesting side stories to this. But it just seemed odd that it ended up taking as much time as it did. If you and I had crystal balls, we would both be getting a green check mark because I think you and I were pretty steady in our belief that, yeah, there was some interest elsewhere. And I think it was serious flirtations with both UCLA and Wisconsin but that, hey, our crystal ball, we never flipped it. It was always yep. USC. Yep, yep, never changed, never wavered. Maybe there was a few, huh, huh, 
moments, but beyond that, never was a doubt in my mind where that was the eventual. So congratulations to you and I on our imaginary crystal ball predictions. That's right. All right, when we come back. Oh, we're done. What am I talking about? (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm ready for another hour. Can we do another hour? (laughs) We just got started. All right, hey, Josh, thanks for being flexible with me today on doing the show here. I'll be back in studio tomorrow. Y'all be safe tonight, okay? There's apparently some winter weather coming our way, according to Twitter.com. So we'll keep an eye on the sky, and we'll uh, be back here tomorrow at 90 noon. Steel Man and Thune coming up next. Our show never stops on Twitter, at Plank Show, at Josh on Ref, at Sports Talk 1400.